0: Hey, it's Malika Mallette with the voice you've been hearing for years and didn't even know it. But you do know you're listening to All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast right now.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Malika. Of course, Malika was the first episode of my From Radio to VO series of the podcast. And it was pretty amazing hearing her tell the story of going to Spelman College in Atlanta, but not studying radio and theater, and yet ending up with wildly successful radio and acting careers. (laughs) And then later on in her career, she made the bold move of walking away, stepping away from a high-profile radio station in New York City to dedicate her full focus to voiceover and acting. So yeah, if you missed Malika Millett's episode of the podcast, please do go back and check it out for some inspiration. On today's episode of the podcast, another successful radio personality who made the transition to voiceover, my friend Keisha Monk. You know, Keisha's family, I mean, their, their musical roots run deep. So you would think that Keisha would end up being a musician, but nope, nope, nope. She ended up in radio. I guess music adjacent. (laughs) She ended up in radio and now is in voiceover. And her story is so inspirational. So stay tuned for that. How's your December going so far? You know, I was... um, Earlier today, I was um, driving around listening to NPR and they were interviewing a young lady, I think out of Los Angeles, you know, just, you know, interviewing people about how uh, the pandemic has um, affected them. And she was saying how she is the main breadwinner for her family of six or seven it's probably seven including her main breadwinner and she doesn't have a job now I mean like so many uh people um in America and quite frankly around the world um she was saying how um She's just getting so many calls from bill collectors. And I don't know. You, Listen, I know that life goes on, but you would think that bill collectors wouldn't be hounding people at a time like now when they know that people can't control the fact that they don't have uh, means to pay these bills. I don't know what... I know that businesses are businesses and they need their money if they're owed it but at the same time have some compassion, right? And so she just said that, listen, I can't control it. I don't have a job right now and I just have, you know, listen, before I, I, before this pandemic my credit was perfect. I'm a homeowner. I haven't been able to make my mortgage payments. I haven't been able to pay a lot of other bills and what I'm trying to do right now just make sure that my kids have food on the table. And so she she said that takes precedent over anything else. And so she just ignores the bill collectors. And it's just, you know, a lot of people are having a tough time right now, you know. And, and quite frankly, I was um, so happy as I was driving around to see um that people are in the Christmas spirit. They've got Christmas trees up and the Christmas lights are on. You know, I was just wondering, you know, before the holidays came, I was like, are people going to be all bah humbug because 2020 has been so sucky? But see, when you think about it, that's what people need the most. We need cheer. It just really brightened my spirits to see those Christmas lights up, you know? And so, um, although, um, You know, a lot of people won't be able to put, you know, gifts under the tree or have big lavish dinners. Um at least, you know, we can, can and can, you know, look at the Christmas tree and, and find joy in that and just the, the simple things, right? And thank God there is um there is a, a vaccine on the way so that at some point we could get to some sense of normalcy and, you know, the economy can come back and people can get jobs again. And in the meantime, just be kind to yourself. You know, no matter what you're going through, don't be hard on yourself because we can't control everything that's going on right now. Uh, This was something that for many of us was unforeseeable. So try to be kind to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself because you're going through hard times, maybe. I know a lot of people aren't going through hard times, but a lot of people are. So if you're going through hard times, just be kind to yourself and um, try to do things that make you happy, whether it's listening to your favorite song or taking a stroll with the family if you can, social distancing away from other people. If you have the luxury of being able to walk along the shore, um, that would bring you a lot of joy. Just do things that make you happy as much as you can right now. Um, it'll really um, go a lot, go a long way towards um, helping us get through. Um this very difficult time these very uncertain times okay so yeah Keisha Monk is on the podcast today before we talk to Keisha though I want to remind you to follow me on social media first of all thanks to my college buddy Jalando Johnson for my theme music for the podcast be sure to um, follow him on Facebook Jalando Johnson Music and if you have a podcast and you want music for it reach out to Jalando to do the music for you and you can find me on Facebook at All The Rage with Shelly Wade that's also the name of my um, YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed to the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast yet, please do that right now. And you can find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade on Twitter at Shelly Wade. And don't forget that Shelly spelt with an E-Y. And my blog is at ShellyWade.com and that's Shelly with an E Y. So without any further delay, let's talk to my friend Keisha Monk when we uh, recorded the episode of the podcast. Um, she was going through a lot of drama in her studio, and so I asked her, hey, is everything okay?
0: No, I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. you know how it is. Like you get ready to do something and everything wants to happen at once. So it's been an incredible day, but I'm fine. It's it's good.
1: Okay do, do we want to address the flood on the podcast or that's just- we can
0: listen. <laughs> nothing nothing is off limit. Every nothing is off limits. Like whatever you want to ask me, so- deep down dirty secrets. I'm <laughs> all for it.
1: So um, you were just saying there was a flood in your studio. That is so not something you want to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Around
1: all of your equipment.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, I... um. So here's the thing. I wanted... I just moved to this house a couple of months ago. And the reason why I bought it is because it had a dedicated space for my studio. Oh, nice. So I bought this house because not only does it have a wonderful space for me to record, it's, like, next to a park. So... You know, the the worst thing you're going to hear are some squirrels fighting in the backyard, <laughs> you know. so Do you have a after... view
1: of the uh, park um, from, from your studio?
0: N- not from the studio, no. um, but it's kind of hard to explain. The studio is like in the back of my garage. So if I do need some breath there, you know, a breath of fresh air, I can just go out there through the back door. But yeah, and then Mother so- Nature wanted to screw with me and... Just totally. I, I mean, it's it's awful. There's water everywhere. I'm okay, literally so standing in a puddle talking to you right now.
1: So be careful. We don't. To... <laughs> I'm a little. I'm a little taken aback by that. Standing in a puddle around equipment, talking to me.
0: Listen. I don't want you. Starts... Know, I don't want
1: to be responsible for anything bad. No,
0: <laughs> I would never hold you responsible. But you know, life has to go on. So a little bit of water ain't nothing. Okay, to so me.
1: flooding because of rain.
0: Yeah, I it was horrible, and I just put down new carpet, and I had to pull it up, and there's fans everywhere, and yeah, it's a mess in here. But
1: hey, a it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm so appreciative that you <laughs> took the time to join me on the podcast while all of this drama is going on in the, in the background.
0: Well, I'm I'm really, really humbled and honored to be a guest on your podcast today. So I wouldn't let anything, you know, put me <laughs> in the way, put me, me out of the way, rather, you know.
1: Well, of course, you know, I, I, I wanted to do, um, you know, a series uh, during, you know, for voiceover because I'm sure um, mm-hmm. people ask you all the time as well how to break into voiceover. And, you know, mm-hmm. since I've really been dedicating the last year to it, people are asking me every day, how do I break into voiceover? So yeah. I said, you know what, I'm going to do a series on it. And then I'm going to break it down um, into different topics within voiceover. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Because I'm coming from radio into voiceover, I want to have some more of my radio friends who've made the transition into voiceover join me on the podcast. And you were one of the first people I thought of. So,
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You can reach a... um we, you and I, um, I think we met for the first time uh, when I moved to New York City and you were on mm-hmm. air there as well. But mm-hmm. I had definitely heard of you before that because people would always tell me they thought that I sounded like you or that you sounded like me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and That's so, a
0: compliment. So That's I'd, awesome.
1: <laughs> I'd always heard of you. So I knew of you, but I didn't know you until uh, I met you um, yeah. in NYC. So let's find out. A little more uh, about the Keisha uh, Monk story. where did mm-hmm. you you grew up in Queens?
0: I sure did Queens Village, to be exact. Born mm-hmm. and bre- bred and raised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, well, I come from like a, a musical. You know, I music runs through my veins. So my mom, she used to sing professional gospel, and so did my dad. And so as soon as I was born, my mother, you know, pushed me toward playing the piano and you know playing the violin and all this stuff and i eventually
1: sorry to interrupt you but how many instruments do you play
0: oh i actually play six instruments wowza yeah um one of which is the bassoon which i'm extremely um incredibly proud of because you don't really (laughs) see a lot of women of color playing the bassoon out there but yeah (laughs) i um and let me tell you i i actually learned how to play the bassoon At the High School of Music and Art, Um, you know, the famous fame school.
1: fame school. Yeah. Did you graduate from the fame school?
0: I certainly did. 19.
1: (coughs) (coughs) Wait a minute. Your mic went out. Your mic went out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I sure did. Oh, my God. That is so freaking amazing. It was was an awesome experience. And I auditioned to... um, go to the school by playing piano, and then once you get in, you uh, are taught another instrument. And I chose the bassoon. I didn't even know what it was, but I tried it, and I was really, really good at it. And, you know, that that's that. So fast forward a little bit, Shelly. I um. When I got to college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I I actually, you know, music was in my veins and I wanted to, at first, what I thought, wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to teach music. But then, I don't know, just one day, I, and I went to Shaw University, which is a historical historically black college in north carolina i um i kind of they had a radio station and i kind of wandered up there and i was kind of fascinated with all the buttons and the you you know you're a radio girl it's just it's really really interesting to have listened to the radio and then to see how it works Mm -hmm. and so i changed my major i think i was like a junior and i ended up changing my major to mass Mm com and that's really where it took off for me um you know again starting in raleigh north carolina i I did, like, an AM station at first, and then I moved on to commercial radio. I did, mm-hmm. like, a rock station and <laughs> the urban AC station. I even did hip-hop. I did the Quiet Storm. And then from there, I just wasn't making enough money. So I went up to Pittsburgh, and I did that for a while. Then I went to New York. I did mornings, and then L.A., and then Chicago, and then back to New York. It's been an interesting ride, and I would never, ever, ever, ever take any of that back.
1: Wait a minute. You, you've you glossed over so much, Keisha. Come on. Well, Wait a minute. You're glossing over these huge things as if they don't matter. Well, let's rewind because you were saying you come from a musical family, both your parents mm-hmm. saying gospel. But your name, Keisha Monk, you are related to Thelonious Monk. Tell I everyone how.
0: I am. Actually, he's my great uncle or was my great uncle. And um, that's another uh, vessel that was kind of implanted into me. Like everybody, Like music in my household was... Uh, Just like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, You you know what I mean? So really, um, and I I was really, really young when he passed away, but I remember, I do remember going with my dad to see him play in Harlem, like when I was a tiny, tiny kid. And um, I don't know, I I just... I was also fascinated by just music, which is why I was compelled to learn, you know, so many different instruments, Mm -hmm. but as young as I can remember, you know, seeing Thelonious play. Um, in Harlem is is where really it really truly all started for me.
1: Do you recall you know where you said. saw him in Harlem?
0: I have no earthly <laughs> idea. I just know that my dad because my dad was a taxi driver. I oh, just wow. remember riding he in his taxi. A New York City taxi he was He was before an ex- it, Did he Yeah, have an no, emblem? I was going to say before before it was popular. I, wow. <laughs> he was a taxi driver. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, and that's I, a pretty I remember pretty
1: big thing to have yeah. a, an emblem for the ta- you know, it's not cheap either, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would so. love, you know, it would be interesting because there are so many taxi drivers, they just hate Uber now. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a thing, that's a thing, your dad totally was NYC taxi, taxi driver. Totally, you know, yeah. You um, I feel like you and I kind of have similar stories, not with all, the, you know, I don't play all the instruments, but I grew up mm-hmm. singing and, and performing, and oh, yeah. my original goal was to be a Grammy award-winning singer, oh. and I, I didn't want to major it in school, because as you Mm -hmm. pointed out earlier, a lot of times when you um, study it in in college, you Mm -hmm. go more towards um, education, music education, which is amazing. But I didn't want to be an educator at that time. And so I was like, you know what, I'm not going to major in um, in music, but Mm -hmm. I will major in what I studied in high school, which was radio (laughs) and TV. Nice. I also went to a historically black college and university Texas Southern in in Houston mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um where I started at my college radio station KTSU and so wow. you and I have similar journeys um, in that way and so Shelly I didn't
0: know that part so like <laughs> you're really like you're like we're twinning right now <laughs> yeah, for sure twining. yeah and, that's and awesome so
1: you were like okay I wasn't making enough money so I went up to this place and that place and you're like glazed over New York and, and LA <laughs> like like you know those were really hard markets to get a radio job in so don't glaze over that tell us some of the um, I guess the Highlights of your radio career which stations um which stations were the highlight for you in your career and you know I'll, I'll ask you more after you tell me that
0: sure well, let me just just back up a little bit and um tell you how I got to those markets mm-hmm. um, i I hope I don't get emotional, but here's the thing they told me that I couldn't they told me that I would never. I wasn't talented enough what? to make it oh yeah. That that I could never do, you know, major market radio. Um, a few program directors did and I was very, very determined. I used to do all kinds of thing crazy things like go to radio conferences with no money mm-hmm. <laughs> sleeping in the parking lot, you oh, know, yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah, I was I just felt that if I could, of course, personally give, you know, a program director my demo and kind of, you know, emotionally connect with them Mm -hmm. to to show them how hungry I was that I would definitely make it. Mm -hmm. And a few of them said, well, you know, you sound okay, but I just don't think that major market is, you know, in your future. Mm -hmm. And also, Shelley, there's another incident where, um, you know, there was this program director in Pittsburgh um, I was already at a Jam and Oldie station, mm-hmm. and he was at the Urban Station, and he kind of liked, um, I guess, he liked the way I sounded, and he, he wanted to um, to try to get me to come over to his station. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is before the Internet, basically. He asked me to, he, he loved me on the radio, but then he asked me to send a picture. And after he, I sent him that picture, I never heard from him again. And it did something to my self-esteem, like... I was just thinking like, okay, am I too ugly? I mean, it is radio, I'm not gonna be seen, but it was just that constant, you're not gonna make it that was in the back of my mind. And I just felt like success would be my biggest revenge. Mm -hmm. So I literally said to myself, I wanna work at Kiss FM. I wanna work at The Beat in LA. I want to work at, these are things that I used to constantly tell myself. And I have literally made every single desire of my heart come true.
1: Yes, yes. Because, you know, people, it just, it it makes me want to cry hearing you say that people tell you you can't do something. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, who are you to tell someone? I mean, I think that, I guess you call them the gatekeepers who are constantly trying to keep you down or keep you out of the gates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like people who people who are hired to be in those positions mm-hmm. people who are hired to be gatekeepers they should be upstanding noble generous people they shouldn't be the people Absolutely. who are constantly trying to make you feel like you're not good enough. And there there are way right. too many of those in in yeah. in, the, in the industry. You you know, when you have that kind of position, you're going to have a lot of people with dreams coming to uh-huh. you. It's not your job to crush their dreams. Oh yeah. It's your I job agree. to try to to help them grow. And I would and, think. and of course, you know, if a person is determined like you are, then you will mm-hmm. definitely grow, but it's not their job to tell them you can't do something. I agree. You know, I mean, if 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 you're not I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say the level, but if you don't have mm-hmm. the experience they think you need, okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's one story. That's one thing. That's right. one thing. But right. Thing. to tell you you can't be in a major market, who are you? Yeah. To I tell was told that something? several times, No, Shirley. no, no. See, these really people, did. that's what I'm saying. They need to put people in those positions who are encouraging, try mm-hmm. to uplift you. I'm not saying you got to babysit me because it is right. business. But right. don't try to crush my dream. Your job is not chief dream crusher. Your exactly. job Your job. <laughs> I don't know I just feel like it's it's terrible to tell someone they can't do something It maybe, is horrible
0: maybe and just them, think just think if I, I would have listened listen to, to them. them yeah and I always said to myself Shelley, mm-hmm. that if I ever got in the position to encourage and enlighten other people, especially young black women, mm-hmm. I would do that because I knew what it was like I knew how it felt to have as you said, my dreams crushed. Mm-hmm. They were dream crushers, but they weren't successful. (laughs) So, you know, by the time I reached LA, I'm like, yo, I can do anything that I wanna do in this industry. And I I really had a really good radio career. Mm -hmm. I really did. I'm very, very blessed.
1: And you say did, does that mean you don't wanna return to radio or what are your thoughts?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say this, my last job, and I'm totally not ashamed to say this. Mm -hmm. I I think that, you know, I I have to be true to myself. Mm -hmm. Shelly, the truth is my last job, which was doing mornings in Boston, Mm -hmm. made me hate radio. I promised myself when I walked out that door that I would never, I didn't even want to listen to a radio Hmm. when I walked out of that building. I mean, I was in constant disarray, tears every day, taking medication to try to calm myself. It was a horrible experience. But, but... I know I've been talking to some folks and I I might have some things, you know, that that I may be working on, maybe not radio in a traditional sense, Mm -hmm. but um, again, to be in that position to encourage and enlighten, um, you know, whether it's individual, you know, one on one or if it's just. Shining that light on the whole world, just trying to encourage other women. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'll use my talent some way, yeah, somehow.
1: I completely understand because there can be some experiences that really make you just want to remove yourself. Oh yeah. Um, you know. But listen, you are so talented, and you oh. know, just you know from the stations you mentioned you were on and the markets you were in, definitely you have the talent and that will never go away. So I would say if the opportunity came and, you know, was an ideal situation for you, definitely don't turn that down just because, you know, people or situations uh, soured you at one particular
0: juncture, you know? You're right. You're right. I'll I'll try to remember that if if and when that <laughs> opportunity comes my way. So
1: we're, we're going to get to a voiceover, <laughs> but I definitely want to delve into your radio career a little more. Um what was what would you say is the biggest highlight of your radio career? And then who was the who was your fave celeb to interview? Hmm.
0: You should have gave me the uh, cliff notes to this interview. <laughs> I got to think on that. I
1: to think on it. It's okay. It's a podcast. You're not rushed.
0: In radio, we have to, you know, (laughs) exactly. You got a time. time. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So let me see. I got to be honest. Like, LA Mm -hmm. was really a beautiful, beautiful city to work in. Mm -hmm. Not only is the weather perfect year round. The wa- and I know you're a lover of water. <laughs> I know that you are. So there, once again, here we are, you know, being alike here. Yeah. I love the fact that I could get in my car and in 10 minutes I could just like walk on the beach and calm myself. And, you know, the, the water was just a, a huge, huge meditation piece for me. Yeah. Um, but then it was just that particular station. It was just... I guess it's always a wonderful thing to have easy access to celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I developed, you know, relationships with a lot of celebrities whereas, you know, if they were in the area, they would just come on up to the radio station like unannounced. Yeah. Hey I just wanted to hang out with you, so oh, forth and so cool. on. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, before it's like you gotta go through the talent booker and you gotta go through the radio station. Mm-hmm. No, it was just it was just everything was just so happy and then creatively and that's really I would say more important than just having celebrity access. Mm-hmm. Creatively, I just felt that in in a city that's looked upon as being quote unquote fake from time to time, mm-hmm. you know. Artificial. I just stood out because I have always been unapologetically me, Mm -hmm. you know, where a lot of people, for instance, would change their names, you know, to have a, you know, a a biz, a showbiz name. I would never do that because I always felt that everybody knows Akeisha. you know what I'm saying? Mm So... I just and and, you know, I I feel and I humbly say that I was a breath of fresh air. I was just me. Mm -hmm. And my listeners really, really dug that. Um, As a matter of fact, Shelley, I lied to you not. Before the popularity of the Internet and, you know, way before Facebook and social media, we had chat rooms. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I utilized the web or I guess I would say the chat room to bring my listeners together. It was Mm -hmm. called the Keisha Monk Chat Room. Mm -hmm. And to this day, this is over 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. they still talk on Facebook. There's like a special group of them.
1: (laughs) The 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 Keisha chat. The Keisha Monk the Keisha Monk chat room
0: crew. (laughs) And you know, they just they're they're constantly loving on me and constantly reminding me that I brought them together. Mm -hmm. Um and that's something that I, I don't necessarily like to brag about per se, but I just feel like, I i, I don't know. It, it was just the realest experience that, you know, I've, I've ever had. And I, I kind of miss that. That's what radio was to me. It was so much more than just reading a script and, you know, doing contests and stuff. It was all about the connection, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, with that, i don't know what celebrity was the most fun i don't i don't i think janet jackson was a lot of fun mm-hmm. I, I interviewed her a couple mm-hmm. of times and she's just so timid and just so sweet and <laughs> you know I, I, again i i my i have a radar that goes off when when people are real and she was just another person who's unapologetically her yeah you know so i i always loved you know folks like Janet and Beyonce was another really interesting interview that I had they're just they, you know they they don't they don't turn into something when the mic goes on they're just as real off the mic as they are on the mic yeah so yeah, yeah those were my favorites so...
1: Beyonce and Janet, I love you know I'm 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 a Houstonian so I'm gonna love the each that, that you chose Beyonce and <laughs> Janet. I listen, I am a part of the rhythm nation for sure. <laughs> I know you are. I mean,
0: you I mean, had the hat and everything, right? I the did. Little... <laughs>
1: I am a Janet fan. I am you know I grew up. As a matter of fact, the first song I ever sang solo was Janet's "Let's Wait a While."
0: Get and out.
1: I am a, you know and and my one of my career highlights was interviewing her. oh, Because, you know, I grew up with her being one of my favorite artists of all time. And so uh, to to grow up and be able to meet her, you know, um, and interview her, that was a highlight for me as well.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so,
1: okay, it's quite natural to get into voiceover from radio because listen we're voicing things our whole careers exactly Um, i mean you really have to i guess depending on on um, you know what which year it is you have Mm -hmm. to really adjust to what vo wants because you know sometimes they want this sound or another time they you know not like you have to sound like a different keisha but the delivery
0: um, mm-hmm. it, the, mm-hmm. the, the
1: delivery is ever-changing. Yes. But but the idea of voice work isn't something odd to us because we've done it our whole radio careers. Exactly. At, at which point, though, did mm-hmm. you feel like being a, a professional voiceover artist, you know, mm-hmm. apart from radio, was a viable option for you?
0: Well, honestly, I kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. I fell into this. I never sat back and said, You know what? I think I want to be a voice actor. I really didn't know what voice acting really was, and that sounds crazy, especially mm-hmm. being someone from radio, someone who uses their voice every day. You get off the air, you read commercials, mm-hmm. you know, I, you do your own productions, you know, production at times. I didn't know really the gift of voice acting. Mm-hmm. I tripped into this this realm, really quick story. So I, I'm a cancer survivor. I was diagnosed with cancer originally in like 2012, I think, and I had two reoccurrences. So for about five years, I was really, really, really sick. And I was kind of forced into like a my first retirement, I guess you could say. And so I was sitting at home one day and I'm talking so sick, Shelley, I couldn't walk. I had to utilize like a walker, um, my bones, You know, deteriorated. You know, my hair fell out. I was throwing up every day. I was just horrible.
1: I was going to ask you about your cancer battle because I know there's no talking to Keisha Monk without talking about that because it was such a huge part of your life. And the fact that you not only went through it, but you came back even stronger from it. And that says a lot about your strength of character and, um, you know, just strength as a a woman, as a black woman, as a woman, Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. human being. So, um. So the, how did the cancer battle lead you into voiceover?
0: Well, I was sitting at home one day and I was on the Internet and I have no idea how I found it. But I ran across this contest um, from a well-known agency that was given away a hundred thousand uh, dollar contract. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, what the heck? You know, I got a microphone. Let me read the script and see if I can get into the, you know, contest. It was like a nationwide contest and they have agencies all over the country. Mm -hmm. So apparently over a thousand people entered and then they had like a, uh, you know, rounds, like, you know, I just kept advancing to the next round. And so eventually... I made the top ten and so they flew me into Virginia Beach and basically, you know, everybody it was black tie and everybody was all mm-hmm. dressed up. They drove me out like in a limousine and all this stuff. It it had an American Idol type feel, you know? <laughs> yeah. It really did.
1: And at that point were you healthy and, and...
0: No, I wasn't. So I was like, you had to do all really that traveling rigid. and
1: you weren't Well?
0: Well, I I just felt like I needed Something to do. Like, again, I had had all of this success in radio. Mm-hmm. And so cancer tried to rob me of my voice. So, very similar to what I was saying a couple of minutes ago. It's like when I'm faced with adversity, I just feel like I, I, I have to do something Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's I don't know I don't know maybe I'm proving it to myself that even though radio tried to rob me of my voice I'm like well you know what I may not be able to go into a radio station and do my regular four-hour shift maybe I'll utilize my voice in another way Mm -hmm. this is out without again this is out without me really knowing what voiceover was all about Mm -hmm. so I'm sick and I'm hobbling into the to the room and they actually had the script that I had to read in like an envelope, okay? You wasn't able to open it up in practice. They kind of yeah. wanted you to, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> was picture very this. very American Idol. <laughs> oh, absolutely, very American Idol. So I'm standing in front of the microphone, there's cameras in my face, and you got this panel of judges like on this elevated stage, and they say, okay, you can open the envelope. We want you to read this script. Shelly, this script was about cancer wow it was about it was like a woman who was basically giving a testimonial of like you know how wonderful this hospital is you know and i i had cancer and this is what i was going through like i couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. this is a true freaking story yeah so i'm looking at the script and i took a deep breath and i started to cry because i'm like this is this isn't me Mm -hmm like I can barely walk Hmm. and I I read the script and everybody in the room was crying and I'm like I didn't mean to make y'all cry but I did a good freaking job because it wasn't voice acting it was it was me I, I actually got to read the script and they're like you know you did a really really good job and so you know I go into the bathroom and I'm wiping my tears and I try to compose myself and my husband is there with me and I'm like, baby, you know I got this contract, right? (laughs) So they put a drum roll on and boom, I didn't get the contract. So I go into the bathroom and I'm sobbing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I really thought I did a good job. Like, how did I get this far and not get it? I get ready to leave. The owner of the company is standing at the door. He's like, you know, we're really sorry that, you know, you didn't get the contract, but we want to give you a contract Anyway, yes. in other words, you didn't win the contest, but we're going to give you a contract. Yes, anyway. Yes. And that was the beginning of my voice, quote unquote, acting career. Mm-hmm. And Shelly, I just, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you know this, but it's a little more than just reading words on a paper. So I got a lot of on the job training mm-hmm. um, and I just. It just started rolling in. I got to be completely honest with you. Even though that was about seven years ago, I am at a a serious height of my career. I'm going to keep ascending, of course. But this year, it took me about seven, eight years to really get in this position Mm -hmm. because, you know, you should train and you should network and you should find a good, solid mentor and you should go to conferences and meet other like-minded people. That takes a while. Yeah, yeah you know and listen
1: in these seven years you've done so much um, yeah just run down a, a, a small list of some of the accomplishments I know I've I've heard you on PBS while I was watching yeah. um, I know I've heard your voice um, you announced for the Soul Train Awards just let everyone know yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I um I've done a, a bunch of um. A bunch of television commercials. Like when I worked for that particular agency or worked with that particular agency, I used to get a lot of repeat work. So at one point I was the voice of Bush Gardens and I did like SeaWorld for like <laughs> a couple of seasons. And, uh, you know, I've done and I'm both again, that's radio and television and web. And then the gig started getting a little bit Better now. I'm no Shelley Wade, but I can carry a note or two. Whatever. (laughs) And no, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Like you know, I'm I'm an instrumentalist. No, in no way am I a vocalist. But I was
1: going to ask you because you have such a nice voice. You
0: can't see. Are you? So
1: I would I'm I, I would be surprised. You're probably just.
0: <laughs> no, I am totally not a singer. <laughs> However, this agency asked me, could I sing? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. And so they let me audition to sing like old McDonald on like a Fisher Price toy. <laughs> and I did it and I booked the gig. So, oh, awesome. Awesome. yeah. So, you know, I, I can carry a little tune. But yeah, those those little things are fun fun you know and um I've also been the voice at the amusement park that says please I don't remember what I said um (laughs) um please keep your hands inside the ride you know (laughs) stuff like that yeah you know those things are also fun but yes the I think Soul Train is is definitely um one of the best experiences um you know it's Fast-paced, it's unpredictable, mm-hmm. but yeah, just everything. Yeah, medical narration, um, you know, with the cancer thing. You know, I've I'm very well-versed with a lot of prescriptions and a lot of medical terminology that most folks aren't. So yeah, yeah I've delved into that as well.
1: So what's your feeling on you know when you're in radio, especially when you're mm-hmm. host on radio, like you and I have been? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you have all of the attention on you. You know, you've got this yeah. spotlight. Uh, People are listening to you every day. Um yeah. they're coming to join you at this and that. But then when you get into radio, yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're voicing things, but people don't know who you are. <laughs> Can right, you explain right. the differences in those feelings? Um, you know, in the different in the careers? Because, you know, listen, a lot of radio people are mm-hmm. are probably listening to us because right. they are thinking about getting into voiceover. And so I'd like for right. you to explain to everyone the differences <sighs> in the
0: feeling. Well, for me, particularly, like I mentioned a couple of uh, minutes ago, um, what I miss about radio um, the most is connecting with the listeners, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, as, as you know, like when you're doing voiceover, um, you're You're just
1: in the by yourself.
0: Completely by yourself. <laughs> you know, and again, radio is in real time. Yeah. Um, Voiceovers is, is is very much similar because if you're reading about a product or you're reading a script about a product, your goal is to connect with the person who's listening or watching, mm-hmm. um in in a different way. You want to you know if if you're doing a voice uh, a spot for McDonald's and you're talking about their double quarter pounder with cheese, you want to make sure that who's ever listening to the spot, loves will absolutely fall in love with that double quarter pounder with cheese they it's the are, best are, damn burger you've ever tasted in your life you when
1: they hear you they are going through the driveway i'm sorry the drive through yes <laughs> as soon yes. as they hear you They. Mm.
0: Yes. the <laughs> mouth is watering the eyes are tearing you know i even if you're not a meat lover you know what i'm saying so it's similar in in the in that realm where you know um you you want to connect with the person the other the person on the other side of the microphone mm-hmm. um but and, and here's another admission um Cancer did a number on like my physical appearance, so my teeth fell out, and my self esteem. You know, my hair hair fell out, um, and my self esteem took a turn for the worse. Mm-hmm. So when I was able to embrace this new career, where I don't have to go to the club and do appearances and take you know headshots mm-hmm. for the website, so forth and so on, I felt safe. Yeah, yeah. I felt safe because no one really has to. To see me, it's just me and the microphone, and especially since you know this pandemic, I don't even have to go to the studio. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's an admission, but I'm just being real with you. No,
1: I love I love the honesty. I I love the transparency. I mean, yeah. because um, if you're not being real, what's the purpose? You know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then and, and so that that's I would say that that's the difference. So you're, I mean, you're, it's you're, same, same but it's different. Your you
1: know? ego doesn't take a hit that you know people don't know that that's your voice.
0: No, not really. Not really. <laughs> I get I get such a high on. Oh man, I I can't explain, but it's not about them. It's it's more about me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, because I absolutely love and and again, what's crazy is, again, I've been doing this for a little while and I just get so excited when I hear my voice on television or, you know, lately I've been doing a lot of meditation apps because obviously, you know, the world and the environment that we're living in right now, you know, um, Folks are trying to figure out ways to, you know, meditate and, and self... Uh, help me. Um, self, uh, self-care? Self-care. And, you know, it, it's therapeutic mm-hmm. for these meditations. So I've been doing a lot of breathe. <laughs> feel your breath. You know what I mean? Like yeah. calming people. Like, I just... I I love, I love being able to take a script and interpret it in such a way that make other people happy now if i i don't necessarily yeah you know, a lot of people don't necessarily oh you know, they may not know it's my my voice but you know on social media and you're kind of promoting yourself they're like oh my god that was you
1: <laughs>
0: wow you're so versatile like <laughs> yeah. wow like really so it's it's just fun you know just kind of um Seeing what my voice can do, I can do all kinds of crazy things. But yeah, it's 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 more. It's this is my safe haven. Yeah, this is my safe haven.
1: I was, you know, uh, one of our mutual uh, voiceover friends and your mentor, Mm -hmm. Randy Thomas. um, Yes, who's also a part of this. She's going to be a part of this series as well because she came from radio as well. Um, but I was doing a. I was on a webinar uh, with her um, a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she played one of your um, your spots. Um, oh, yeah. The, video, the promo. The video yeah, promo. Like yeah. WNBA thing you did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> the people um, on the webinar, some of them didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, as soon as she played, it, as soon as Randy played it, they were like, who was Sad, because you know. Listen, you told the story so beautifully, Aww. and it was so intimate the way you did it, and it mm. just drew people in, you know. Yeah. And, and so your words and and your voice they do touch people, you know, on yeah. on, a, on a cellular level in that way, but... in, a, in an intimate way. Um. Aww. And so just just to let you know, people were like, "Who was that?" That is so awesome, (laughs) storyteller. Thank you. you. (laughs) So yeah, kudos to you. Thank you. And so, (laughs) for our fellow radio people um, Mm -hmm. who may be thinking about you know taking the leap into voiceover, can you Mm -hmm. give them some um, some steps that are doable?
0: Absolutely. so the first thing that I would do if I were in their shoes is research, 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 research. Now, when I got into voiceover, even though it seems like many, many moons ago, just think about the the pace, the high pace of technology and how information is so easily accessible, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays. you What I would do is I, I would just kind of research, um, you know, um, what voiceover really is, because I think a lot of people um don't truly understand the industry they just think oh i was told i have a nice voice i want to get into voiceover just what microphone should i buy (laughs) you know what i'm saying there's and especially now because the pandemic has forced a lot of people to be able to work from home mm-hmm. and so it takes much more than a you know a USB microphone and a laptop you know um, I have literally gotten sick to my stomach doing a session and if I heard a, a dog barking you know in the street I'm like oh my god yeah. like you your, your space needs to be treated everything needs to be top notch in order to be successful um there are a lot of people who you know sign up on for instance fiverr.com and and you know they they sell their services for five bucks ten bucks twenty bucks um that upsets me because i feel that everyone has the potential to be a great voiceover, it's not necessarily about the quality of your voice, it's all about your ability to interpret the copy. and, um, you know, being able to appeal to different audiences, and that comes with obviously experience, doing it over and over and over again, but getting great coaching, studying the trends, um, aligning yourself with like-minded people, mm-hmm. and just learn and absorb all you can. It is so much more than reading words off of a paper. You have yeah. to be able to connect that script with whoever is listening to you Mm -hmm. no matter what it is i don't care if it's a you know a dog food commercial and you don't even have a dog like you have to be able to um to do that and to do it effectively and you know what else shelly what i've also um and I still do it to this day. Mm-hmm. I listen to every freaking commercial that like I, my husband, while he's watching the game, I walk out of the room. But when those commercials come on, I'm right back in the room.
1: Are you telling me that he cannot forward through the commercials?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not in this household, you know, and I learn from that. You yeah. know what I mean? Even, you know, um, honestly, I, Kale, I'm just gonna let you know i I'm not a Republican mm-hmm. I, I'm not um but during this very fierce political season like during the rNC, mm-hmm. I sat there and I listened to all of the commercials and the promos and the i I am a student of the game. I will always be mm-hmm. you know um and something that Randy, what I love about Randy is that um, Randy Thomas, by the way, that you were talking about, who is just incredible. She is. She, she always pushes me beyond what I think are my limits. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll tell me like, you know what? Women don't do, you know, NFL promos, but I know that you can do it. So you just do it. And so, <laughs> you, you know, so I, I, I kind of listen to how the guys do it, but then I, I realize that this is about how Keisha would do it. Mm-hmm. But I still need to study. You know, yeah. you still need to study and observe and, you know, find women. I, listen, I could go on and on and on for days, but you really, Shelly, you have really, really got to um, – have a thorough understanding of what voiceover is all about, and it's so much more than yeah. words on a paper.
1: Well, and I think mo- most radio people feel like it's because they have a good voice, you know, and 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 yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and to be quite honest with you, it's it's really. Not about your how your voice sounds at Mm-mm, all. You not know, at all. people think that just because you have a nice voice, oh my God, I'm gonna make Mm-mm. a killing in this. No, mm. it's not about your voice, and I think that you know, as I was saying, we were um, was talking to uh, Daryl Brown on my mm-hmm. last episode, and it's like, I think it's you know. Th- nice voice can get doors open. It it can open doors. Sure. Uh uh You know, but it doesn't get you big jobs. You really do have to, as you were saying, connect um, with the copy and uh, really be human with it.
0: Exactly. And if you listen to the trends right now, people on, on television ads, they don't, they, a lot of them, I would say a majority of them, they just sound like regular people. I mean, gone are the days, you know, gone are the days where people are talking like this and you come to Walmart <laughs> where you can. No, it's it's everyday people. And as a radio personality, that has been the hard. It still is to this very day. It's so hard to break out of that radio show so, so many times. It because really especially how, what, what do you do every day, Shelley? You get a script from somebody who says, we want you to sound like a real person. You know what I'm saying? It's hard sounding like a real person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I know that sounds funny because we are real people. But when you when you're on the radio, they're constantly, you know, saying, oh, we want you to have this kind of energy. And, Mm -hmm,
0: you know, mm -hmm. and so when
1: you get into voiceover radio people, they don't want you to sound like a radio person. They want you to sound like a real person. I was just doing right before um, you -hmm. and I started talking. Mm -hmm. I was just doing an audition for my talent agency. And they have, you know, a lot of talent agencies will have um you know people they people in the booths who direct you to try mm-hmm. to to try to help you uh, turn over a better audition. Now you don't right. you, you can utilize them but you don't have to. You exactly. can turn in your own audition audition without them but mm-hmm. it helps to have someone who is uh, really familiar with what clients are looking for.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so um, just before you and I started talking um, I did this read on the audition and he's like mm-hmm. okay I heard you your voice sounds good. But... (laughs) We, you know, you're gonna need to sound a little, you know, like you don't give an F, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's like, it. He's like, do this, don't give an F. He's like, he's like, okay, that sounded good. Your voice sounded good, but now right. take her hair down, mess her hair up, and mm-hmm. <laughs> slouch your clothes up, and and give me her delivery. <laughs> and Shelly,
0: that it's not, and that's not easy. That's it's not. not always easy to do. It's you really know? hard. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I, I would say, you know, if if I could brag on myself a little bit. I I've gotten a lot better at that um, because I, you, you know, I, I've always been taught to enunciate. Yep. But we don't talk like that, you know. When I'm, <laughs> as we're talking, we do not talk like that
1: we just and don't
0: know right <laughs> <Shiny, laughs> I'm going to do this
1: <laughs>
0: no we, don't we, we like just that. don't so you know um, wouldn't that be
1: hilarious though we did <laughs> it would totally
0: be hilarious <laughs> you know so I, I would just really I, I would just you know encourage people to just always consider yourself to be a student of the game never ever think that you're too big to stop learning i know i still have a lot to learn yeah um but you know you just bottom line you just can't buy a microphone plug it in and call yourself a voice actor it don't work that way
1: you know what i would you know i think one of the biggest pieces of advice that we could give radio Mm -hmm. people who are thinking about getting into voiceover to practice Oh, yeah. being regular like yeah. you know you can even like just while you're talking to your best friend observe mm-hmm. how you guys are talking that's how mm-hmm. they want you to be on the commercials these days exactly. they don't want you to sound like a professional they nope. don't want you to sound they want you to sound like you're just having a regular conversation and that's it and it's and hard what to I, do it's when super you have a hard microphone to do in front of you it's not like right you're, you know you have a human being in front of you it's like a mic so it's kind of like a barrier right um, you know until you really practice it you know and i'm still you know the be quite honest with you i'm still trying to get that down it's hard you know? yeah. it's hard but
0: you know I'll, I'll share a little trick with you what, mm-hmm. what's worked for me um is that depending on what the spot is um i'll just print a picture or bring a picture in of a friend or my husband or my child or you know what i'm saying like for instance mm-hmm. i did a test read for dancing with the stars recently. Mm -hmm. And I was having a really, really hard time. But the director was telling me, you know, first of all, he wanted to know, do you know the show? You know, it always helps if you're very familiar with the product and I'm like, I ah, watch it. It's all right. But, you know, yeah, I see it trending on Twitter and I'll tune in. But he was like, OK, well, let's pretend for a second that you're crazy about the show and you want to tell your girlfriend about how awesome the premiere is going to be. They got Tyra this year and, you know, it's it's going to be real and it's going to be, exc- you know, talk to your friend. Mm-hmm. So i took a picture of my best friend, and I sat it on the music stand, and as I'm reading the copy, I was talking directly to her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And so that helped. That right. helped a little bit. Um, so, you know, that's just a little trick that I use to try to be a little bit more conversational, have a conversation with somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Put that so mental thing in there.
1: That's a great piece of advice, and, and, and if you do that, you will be already ahead of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, so just practice as as much as you can to mm-hmm. sound not practiced exactly
0: <laughs> exactly right,
1: right. Really okay any, <laughs> any other advice you you can offer our fellow radio people who want to break into voiceover
0: absolutely um i think the number one piece of advice i could give is to kill the noise kill the noise um uh, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, I was always told that I couldn't do this. I couldn't do radio. I could never you know you, you would you'll never you never you never make it. Um, and now that we have social media, it's super easy for these keyboard gangsters to tell you what you can and cannot do. Yeah. Shelley, every single job that I've ever wanted in my entire career I got mm-hmm. um, you know, a little bit of persistence and tenacity yeah that has a lot to do with it but you just have to kill the noise especially if it's something that you want badly um, if you're hungry enough you can do anything that you want to do just kill that noise focus and you know be a star you can do it
1: that's the kind of encouragement you're program directors should have been giving you yeah i know
0: (laughs) now look at me sucker
1: (laughs) that's the kind of encouragement (laughs) people need they don't need the gatekeepers trying to keep them out
0: no you can do it yeah that's basically it sounds very you know cliche but you can do it that's all
1: do you want to share any of your social handles um any anything you want to share with with the listeners
0: Absolutely. So Facebook is Keisha Monk, and that's spelled K-E-S is in Sam, H-A, last name Monk as in Thelonious, M is in Mary, O-N as in Nancy, K. I love that. <laughs>
1: last name Monk as in Thelonious. Yeah, there you and, go. And. There you go. I'm related to him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that little something. We got the same blood, you know? So, yeah, um, I love Instagram as well. But, you know, I got a couple of handles. I try to separate my personal from my career. So, you know, if you want to check out a few of the spots that I've done, you can listen to them over on Instagram. And it's Keisha underscore Monk underscore VO, as in voiceover. Exactly. Wow.
1: Oh, I so appreciate you sharing your journey
0: with me. I really oh, do. Shelly, I'm really, really, really honored that you would even ask me. You know what I'm saying? This is the Shelly Wade, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Little old me on your podcast. I am really um, thankful and appreciative that you would invite me on. Thank you so much.